Hello and welcome to Good Games Well Played, episode 100. I'm Clint, aka JCM, with us this week is Messiah. Hello, I sound awful. Yeah, unfortunately, she's <laughs> under the weather and, and Izzy was out on camping, but he didn't let me know ahead of time. I, guess <laughs> I found out last night, and but it's been over a month since we recorded because we, we had the holidays landed on funky days in December, and then we just haven't had time together. Isley was out on a business trip uh, the week prior and you were super sick. And then I think I got that, horribly ill. Yeah. And I think the week before that was probably something similar or mm. that must have been New Year's, I guess. But uh, yeah, so yeah. it's it's been a while and I was hoping we'd all be together for episode 100. But, uh, you know, I also I was like, man, it's been so long since we posted. <laughs> yeah. I don't want the analytics to go down or something. But altogether and um like i said uh more audible <laughs> yeah at least you have a good quality mic i've heard plenty of podcasts where people are like under the weather and like it's fine as a listening experience uh if their mic is is good and so that's yeah. that that's kind of the bigger the bigger issue it's like if you got a kind of a mid poor quality mic it's like yeah then it'll be or bad internet connection because a lot yeah. of people they'll uh they record like in discord but they're also streaming the video to each other because they do video podcasts and it's like you also lose quality there and yada yada it, it's a whole hoopla, but... it does that little like robot voice every now and then yeah uh we used to have that way back in the day when we recorded with uh skype yep uh, but uh yeah we missed a lot of news i'm not going to recap everything that happened between now and our last episode which was on the 12th of uh last month so when we i believe this when it posted uh but i'll just do a, kind of a quick uh highlight of some things that happened. Uh, there was a God of War live action series officially announced by Amazon. Uh, Corey Barlog will serve as the executive producer. That happened shortly after we posted. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some more hoopla with the Microsoft and Blizzard acquisition. Uh, That's going to be drama for months. Yeah. If not then, years. There was like a, a Microsoft executive in some outlined arguments said that oh well it's fair because playstation has way more exclusives like it the arguments <laughs> between both sides are so pity it's ridiculous uh, it's like xbox is very we talked about before how they're very much like trying to put themselves down like we're still in their place like our games suck like sony has all the good games like everyone loves them they'll be fine totally missing the point of why everyone is skeptical of the acquisition <laughs> yeah uh yeah and then they're like they're so cagey about exclusivity and then they come out and say oh no no we we'll promise we'll be on everything and then and then Phil Spencer did come out and say, hey, we, we plan to have like a 10-year plan. We'll be on uh, PlayStation and we'll try to be on Switch as well and yada, yada. And it's like, you could have said this like earlier and would have cleared a right. lot of stuff up. But anyways, um, then Resident Evil Village VR will launch uh, February 22nd as free DLC for PSVR 2. So that'll be a launch uh, add-on for that platform. Uh, there is a Death Stranding movie in the works with Kojima Productions and Hammerstone Studios. I'm not sure what Hammerstone has done. I don't want to open. Actually, this is only from a couple hours. Uh, no, never mind. This isn't from. It said 23 hours ago. I was like, is it really that recent? And it's like, <laughs> no, it's from the 16th. It just the IGN app didn't update it to when it, it's uh, okay. But that's so that's in the works. Um, then Marvel Spider-Man 2 is going to arrive in the fall of this year. So look forward to that. Uh Amazon is apparently going to support and publish a new Tomb Raider game with Crystal Dynamics. That was the news. Uh, the Horizon multiplayer game has been confirmed by Gorilla. Uh, no details, but it was there was confirmation of it. Um, I remember that was one of the rumored things that they were working on. Uh, the Warhammer 40,000 rights have been secured by Amazon Studios. Henry Cavill is going to set to star and executive produce. That was something that happened while we were... There is actually a lot of stuff that happened like the week after we posted. And there was like so much news. I was like, man, this is nuts. Like right before Christmas, it was like, there was so much. Uh, John Carmack left Meta in December. That happened. Um, no idea where he's going to go, but he's just, he doesn't like the way they're going. Like he had a big old, he wrote a letter to everybody basically saying like, yeah, this, they're just not going in a good direction. I don't like it. <laughs> Shit sucks here. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters will officially launch on PS4 and Switch in spring of 2023. I'm um, so excited for them to be on Switch. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, and then let's see, there was what else did I did we miss? Um, God of War Ragnarok will be getting a new game plus in 2023. It'll happen in spring. This is something that happened. Same thing with uh, God of War 2018. It it took a while for them to do the an NG plus on that. Uh, the PlayStation Plus games for January have been announced. They'll. It doesn't matter because we're. Well, I think these happen. 
these don't happen yet. I think I'm going to take a bit. But uh, it will be Jedi Fallen Order, Fallout 76, and Axiom Verge 2. So those are obviously available now. You can go ahead and download those. Um, then there is... Neil Druckmann hinted at a possibility of Alaska's Part 3, saying, I think there's more story to tell. It's like, obviously, I mean, but you have the whole freaking world. There's right. a lot you could tell that's not... I mean, it probably would have to involve some of the characters from your franchise views types. You couldn't just do something brand new, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. Uh, PlayStation announced Project Leonardo, an accessibility controller kit for PlayStation 5. Uh, I believe this is at CES, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the... I, I think it's like it's really cool. Like they worked with a bunch of uh, groups to kind of you know design it and stuff. And then, but uh, I'm also like it's only available for the PlayStation Five. I'm like you couldn't like make because you can use like at least I don't think you can with the Dual Sense or maybe you can. I can't remember. But like uh, when the DualShock Four came out, you could use it on the PlayStation Three. Like if you liked it, because it was a it was a slight redesign. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the, the DualShock 4 over the DualShock 3. And so you could plug it in and use, you had to plug it in to use it. Um, and I don't know if you could do that with the DualSense. It might not have worked, but I'm like, you could, why couldn't you have made, I think that must be why. I think because you can't use the PS5 controller with a PS4, but you can use it in conjunction with these, this accessibility controller if you wanted. Um, like you could have someone, you could have like dual inputs, so you could do a, a a Hydra setup where you know you have one. Maybe you have one person kind of assisting you while mm-hmm. you use the other controller. So maybe that's why it's like, oh well, we can't do it with the PS4 games, but you since you can play PS4 games on your PS5, it kind of works out. But I'm like, I just feel like it would have been better if they made it compatible. Maybe also update the PS4 to be able to use the DualSense. That way, people who haven't upgraded their console can use it because it's not like you know, it's like it's great that you have options. I I mean it's. You're like 90% there, but I feel like you should have made it work on PS4. Um, that would have been the way to go. And it's just another option out there for people who, because you can use the Xbox controller. Uh, there's, I forget what it's called. Um, on PS4, it requires an adapter you have to buy. Uh, and I think on PS5 as well. But I Probably not with PS5 games, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so at least people have options. But yeah, it's, it's cool to see that they're doing this. Um, and then... Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Uh, there are several Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon developers that left Playground Games uh, and Xbox to form a new studio. So they'll be working on something. Probably just be another racing game. That's usually what people end up doing when they leave places. They they make what they know, and that's probably what's going to happen. Um, and then now we're kind of more current stuff. I'm trying to see what else here that we can kind of talk over. I did see that funny bit about yoshi p just saying to buy a ps5 to play ff16 like i guess the pc version isn't really in the works or something for ff16 i don't don't know or it's not good (laughs) yeah that or that too um and then we had ubisoft canceling three unannounced games and then delaying skull and bones again (sighs) the Uh, game's never gonna come out it's fine they did have a 30 minute showcase like showing like actual like story gameplay like just playing through missions i didn't watch it just because i'm like i'm interested in the game and i don't want to watch any content oops mm-hmm. i just hit a video i didn't start playing um <laughs> and yeah and then i'm trying to see there was a list here i saw i wanted to look at oh it's a what to expect from playstation in 2023 is this what i wanted uh i'm trying to see like a one of these articles had a big old list because now that we're in the year it's like we have a lot of stuff on the way mm-hmm. um what is it like March? There's like five games coming out or something. Yeah, well, that I mean, I'm even interested this, in at least. Even yeah, well yeah, that's true. It comes out <laughs> what you're interested. In. Yeah, but even this this month we have Forspoken coming out. Well, Forspoken oh, coming that's out soon. Right. Um, I don't know if it's the end of this month or the start of February. I, I just know it's like it's that window. Um, and then the Dual Sense Edge controller launches uh, on the 26th. I got to order that because I, I definitely want to pick up that controller. Uh, and give Forspoken comes out next week. Next week, dang, twenty fourth. Uh, that's what I have on my calendar. All Shit. right, yep, that's that's uh, pretty soon. Yeah, I'm, I was hoping this article would have uh, a nice little thing on here, but uh, it's not there. Uh, but yeah, there's a, a lot coming out, and I really wish I saved <laughs> the article that had like everything. But there's so much this year; it's coming out soon. And then today mm-hmm. we've got the launch of the the last of show on HBO is coming out. I probably gonna, I I hope it's not like a 
because I only have HBO. I don't have cable, so I have the HBO Max, which I they had like a promo a while ago for like, hey, three months mm-hmm. at a buck ninety nine. I think it was like the ad supported version, which isn't across all content you watch. It's only some content that has ads, which is weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like because I watched because uh, like they had had it on there. It's like you know what? I'll watch a Black Adam, but I watched it with like a React video at the same time. So I was like watching with a group of people and like not like this is fine. Like it was it was good. Like it was, you know, up there with some of the lower end Marvel stuff. Like it it, it had funny moments, like it was fine. But mm-hmm. there's no commercials. And then like I went in to watch um uh, what did I try to watch? Oh, Tenet. And Tenet had commercials. And I was like, that's weird. Um Is it like it, older stuff that has commercials? Yeah, I don't know. It it must be like, hey, they want to kind of promote their more current stuff with commercials. I also mm-hmm. watched the menu. And the menu didn't have commercials. Uh, so it must be, yeah, older stuff must have the commercials and newer stuff doesn't, which is actually kind of a smart thing to do. Because it's like, traditionally, you're not as, you know, you want to watch the newer stuff mm-hmm. that you haven't caught up on. And then if you rewatch something you've already seen, traditionally, it would be kind of old. Uh, or they could, I could see if they do something like where, hey, the first time you watch it, you know, maybe you don't have ads, but then like the second time, like say I watch it, like, yo, babe, you got to watch this movie. It's really good. And then we watch it and then it does have ads like, or something like that. I, who knows if it works. Oh, but yeah. it, it seems like it, it's the old stuff that has uh, ads in there. But anyways, get, cause the problem with doing that is like, you know, cause I'd watch like Rick and Morty when it comes out, but Rick and Morty show plays at like 11 o'clock at night. It doesn't show up on available to watch. Well, at least on, on a, when I digitally until the next day. So it's like with, uh, this, I'm sure it's going to be like, oh, HBO's on tonight, and then I got to wait till tomorrow to, to watch it. Oh, and shit. I didn't think about that. So I hope that's not the case, but mm-hmm. it probably will be. Because um, we're saying we don't have cable either, but we have HBO Max. Yeah. But we'll, uh, we'll see. And it's been reviewing really well, um, which is good Surprisingly to see. well. Yeah. And a lot of people went and saw the first episode and gave their opinions on it. But I'm like, it's just the first episode. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's fine to be excited and say like, oh yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. But like, you you guys only watched one. Like, the reviews, they saw the whole season. So, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. HB, um, sounds like it should be a good ride. Um, but yeah, lots of games coming out, man. Because then the Horizon DLC comes out in April. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. But yeah, for Spoken, I'm really, I'm interested for Spoken. Definitely going to see, I'm curious when the reviews will go live for it. Um, like I said, I played the demo for a bit to see how I felt about it. And it was like, okay, this has the open world stuff. I like, I like the movement. And this is just like a little snapshot in, mm-hmm. you know, into the gameplay. It's like, okay, I could see this. I didn't try to master it because I'm like, I don't want to, you know, spend my time doing that and then have to redo it. Uh, but I was like, yeah, I, c- I can see definitely playing this. So I'm, I'm curious how that'll, uh, that'll turn out once it launches. Uh, and then, yeah, in the news, we also, there's one other thing I saw the Xbox and, Bethesda or uh, Microsoft in general will be having a showcase showing off a bunch of Bethesda stuff like Redfall, a couple of the games. Starfield won't be there. They will be have their own little thing uh, down the line. But, you know, you get a nice look at Redfall and some uh, some other games. So we'll see, you know, if those get release dates because, you know, they weren't at the Game Awards this, you know, last year. So people are wondering a lot about, you know, hey, remember you guys had that showcase and you said everything shown is going to come out in the next 12 months? Like, they kind of want to see that those games like yeah. show us. Um, but yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of it that I saved. I didn't really say, I did see this morning that games done quick raised over 2.6 million. Yep. for The prevent cancer foundation, which is crazy. That was crazy. They didn't hit their record from last year, I think, which was like 2.7 million, but it came really close. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, not a, not much else these past few days that I needed to save. Um, but yeah, we're, I think everything's pretty good. I, it's all the, all like I said, there's a lot of stuff in between. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff after week. our last recording in between holidays where we weren't yeah. going to record anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, luckily it was, yeah, with that, that week between Christmas and New Year's, there wasn't much, there was a couple things, but like, yeah, you know, not a whole lot, but, uh, but yeah, it's just so much like, all right, there's going to be a scatter. Sh- we'll just, shoot everything out not necessarily talk about all of it but just get it out there mm-hmm. um but yeah no no need to fan cast the god of war <laughs> series <laughs> uh, since it's old news at this point uh but all right well that's it for the news look i'm just, we got through that pretty quick i was i was worried that reading through all those highlights would 
take a little longer, but actually went pretty fast. Uh, and I guess we can just go in and jump straight in. I guess this episode will be kind of shorter than I thought, um, into what we've been playing. But I know you've been pretty sick uh, for mm-hmm. a while. I, I saw, you know, I always see like your your tweets or your Instagram mm-hmm. reels uh, or shorts. No, what are they? Reels. What are they? Reels, okay. Stories? Yeah. <laughs> Stories, there we go. The ones, <laughs> the ones in the icon you got to click on. I, I've seen like you'll post pictures of like a, a screenshot of a game that you're playing or something or wanting to play a game that's like something else. So have you been able to play much? Because you were out, like you were pretty out of it right yeah. like a, about a week ago so you probably didn't do anything i well i got sick last friday night was totally out saturday and sunday and then monday and tuesday oh good my cat's playing with the loud toy i hope you can't hear that in the background <laughs> no, no worries no worries <laughs> um <clears throat> they always choose um sunday at 10 o'clock to have the zoomies so um no i was pretty out of it for about four days and then i went back to work wednesday that took about okay okay (laughs) we're just trying to add some some colorful sounds audio texture um went back to work and that kind of like took it out of me so i would just come home and watch ddq basically Mm -hmm. but um i finished god of war i finished pokemon i finished harvestella the only thing i haven't done is like the end game stuff in all three of those um so i was kind of doing the harvestella stuff since i can take that to work and do it at, on break or whatever so i'm just doing like the end game dungeon um on that and then i might do pokemon but other than that i've just been playing uh fantasy 14 whenever i get a, a chance or i'm uh conscious enough to do so mm-hmm. luckily i could do a lot of stuff solo in that game now so i can do at least like dungeons and stuff solo um but the new patch just came out and Ironically, it came out the week that I was horribly ill, so I was actually home on patch day and couldn't play Fantasy fourteen, and so that was the worst part about being sick. But I've just basically been picking away at that. Um, they added like new story. There's a new alliance raid. Uh, there's new. I've been doing the variant dungeons, which is like it's kind of like randomly generated content, but it's like you can choose different paths and stuff uh on the dungeon and there's different bosses you can do and stuff like that um and you can do that solo it adjusts like the difficulty of everything that's in the dungeon if you do it solo so i can kind of do that at my own pace more or less if i need to like stop to hack up my lung i can do that so i've been doing that a little bit solo but it's pretty much it yeah that that it's always rough like i hate when you're in that middle ground where like you're not quite just knocked on your ass mm-hmm. um but you're like, you have to at least, you know, sit down, but it's so like you either got mind fog or you got like a light headache or you're just, your body aches where you can't like, you can't sleep quite sleep because yeah. you're just, you're so uncomfortable, but you can't in- really enjoy content while you're yeah. awake. I remember that that's, I've talked about it before. I don't know if I've talked about it on this iteration of the show or our previous uh, podcast we did but that was like <clears throat> that's kind of what colored my impression of final fantasy 13 so much because i was just i was sick when i played that game and that game was so fucking linear in the opening bits like and i just didn't feel good so i wasn't having a great time <laughs> but it was like i was like why did i why did i play this game while i was sick i shouldn't have done that right uh but and it's like a weird battle system so you're trying to like learn but your brain is not in learning mode yeah yeah, that 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 always sucks. Yeah, so she's like, you don't want to play something too intensive where it's like, okay, I can do mm-hmm. this, but I I can't do like some crazy end game raid or something where I gotta really pay attention to the the damage circles and whatnot. Yeah, that's when I realized because I Wednesday night is when I was finally able to get on uh, fourteen and really like do something, and I got to the new dungeon, and luckily I can do that solo. You can go in with the trust NPCs now. Mm-hmm. So I went into it, but I made the horrible decision to go in on a healer because I'm an idiot and I wanted specific characters to go with me and was like, well, these characters are these jobs. So that leaves me in a healer role. And uh, I kept letting my tank die because I needed to cough or I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was just like, good thing I didn't go in with people. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's rough. Yeah. I um, let's see. I was trying to remember because I was like, man, it's been so long. I don't recall what I finished. After, I guess mm-hmm. I should just look at my podcast notes because um, I probably <laughs> have some notes in there. Uh, podcast talk, yeah. So I, <clears throat> I guess I was still playing Midnight Suns uh, when we last recorded, 
Oh, right, right. Uh, I've actually played I haven't played too much because I, I finished Midnight Suns. I'll talk about some of that. And then I played, I finished the Far Cry 6 Lost Between Worlds DLC, which is great. Um, and then I've just been back on my bullshit with Auction Not Included. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, let's, uh, I guess I'll just go through these notes. Yeah, um, I I really like Midnight Suns. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, like I said, you could probably, if you don't care about the story, you can skip some of it. But there's so much side activities you can do. It's very Persona uh, where you want to do them because you're not, but you're not limited as well. Like the only thing you're limited is on like there's a day night cycle where days you have to do your missions and the night cycles is where you can do some other stuff. You can explore the grounds. There's some other things you can do. You can do hangouts with uh, the other heroes to raise your friendship levels and raising your friendship levels is very beneficial because it unlocks, you know, perks. Either it's permanent perks for them or you unlock new what they call like hero combo cards, which are like these high damage cards you can play but you have to have uh certain friendship levels with your heroes in order to unlock them and so there's that but there's no time limit on doing the main story so you know unlike persona where it's constantly moving forward in time to where you have to really kind of min-max what you're doing you don't need to do that in in midnight sun so there's like so many runs there where like i was just doing just side missions to level up my characters unlock new cards and uh complete objectives to unlock new stuff and yeah, it was just a, it was a lot of fun. What I really liked too is like, uh, the game was great about, you know, you're walking around this, this building that just has all the heroes hanging out. And I love games that have AFK dialogue. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good. So there's like this moment when I first, for his first plane and Captain Marvel is standing next to, uh, some sort of, um, machine or whatever. Anyways. So I go and talk to her and I'm like talking to, gotta talk to some NPCs and I, I just AFK right next to her. I have my headphones on because there's like, I can hear some characters talking in the background. Uh, and I'm listening to what they're saying, you know, cause a little colorful commentary, why I make my lunch or whatever. And then eventually like it's quiet for like a couple minutes. And then after a while, it's like, uh, also Captain Marvel's like, Shane, you're not going to psych me out just standing there, you know, <laughs> and then, uh, then another couple minutes go, go by. And she's like, okay, okay. You're totally psyching me out. I admit it. All right. And so I was like, I love this AOK dialogue. It's so good. Where they um, acknowledge the fact that your character just stops and is, is just, staring off into space. Is doing absolutely nothing. And they do it in combat too. Like, and there's one of my favorite bits where like, if you go AFK and while you're in combat, uh, cause you know, it's a turn-based card system in there is that after a while, some of the other heroes would be like, so the, the story is like, you're the hunter, you're the daughter of, or, or you're the, the child of the, the villain of the game. You can be uh, male or female when you roll your character. And uh, so they resurrect you because you stopped uh, Lilith previously. So you get resurrected and yada, yada. And then you trying to stop this prophecy of the midnight sun. Um, so when you're in combat, uh the and the character who revives you uh she's called caretaker she's lilith's sister um and uh, you're the part of like this old ancient blood line or whatever so she's like you know hundreds of thousands of years old i don't know something like that um <clears throat> so caretaker resurrects you and so if you're in combat and you're afk for a long time they'll be like man i i wish caretaker uh, would have res- resurrected. It, this is so. This is the character themselves, the hunter, talking as if you, the player, are in this sort of god mode. Mm-hmm. And the the hunter goes, "Man, I wish caretaker would have resurrected me after you made a decision." <laughs> it was. It's so funny because I'm like, "All right," uh, but yeah, I love. I love. This is such a dialogue. good little detail. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um, the one thing I I. I hate, or I, I I don't hate. The one thing I didn't like is like, I like games that let you skip a tutorial mission, but I wish there was a way you could consolidate mechanical tutorials just to get it over with and not spread out. Because there's so much in the game that they spread out in the first like ten hours. Because it's a pretty long game. That it's like, and you're always unlocking new new things that enhance combat. So it's like, oh, there's a tutorial for this and how to do this thing. It's like I wish I could just do all this at once and then get it over with that. You don't tell me, but the downside too is like, they still tell you about it. Like when you go to a mission type and like every mission, it will have like a different objective. Like you have to stop a, you know, destroy a thing or steal a thing or kill a, stop a summoning circle or kill a big monster or something. 
and they always tell you about it and give you essentially it's the tutorial of what this mission type is. And I feel like I've done so many of these. You don't need to tell me, you know, about mm-hmm. the mission type. Like if I hadn't played in a while, yeah, yeah, I go ahead and tell him. But I, yeah, I wish I could right. just get through all that. Um, and then there's this bit that annoys me where like when you choose a mission, you go to like, you know, your mission table, you pick it and it does like a little cutscene, and then you walk to this. You're basically the, the place you're on is like isolated in out of time, I think. Uh, or like in a special place. And then you have a character magic, who I guess is an X man person. Uh, I'm not familiar with comics and uh, she'll open up this portal to limbo. So you, from your base of operations, you walk outside, you run up to the portal for limbo. There's a quick dialogue from caretaker telling you about the mission. You go into limbo. And then when you're in limbo, you take a little path road that goes to another portal that takes you to, you know, New York or wherever your, your mission is. So it's like a, a, Limbo is just a gateway to quickly teleport to where you need to go. But the walking distance between entering Limbo and exiting Limbo is so short that if you're sprinting, you miss all the dialogue that Caretaker's giving you and the back and forth to the Hunter and the other characters. I'm like, why do you have this little loading screen that the dialogue doesn't carry over when the load happens? Like, at least if you kept the audio going, that'd be fine, but it just cuts the audio. I'm like, I'm not going to stand here and listen to the dialogue when I could just want to get to the mission. So I'm like, it's just weird design choices. Right. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of fun, like uh, funny stuff that happens in the game. Like there's this, um, you know, light spoilers for a little bit here, but there's like this bit where, uh, so blade like starts to kind of get a crush on captain Marvel, but he's very like, he's blade. So he's not going to admit it, but you know, as the hunter uh, that uh, he has a crush. So <clears throat> he invites you to this, uh, this book club. And uh, he goes, hey, you want to, Hunter, you want to join a book club? And then you're like, all right. And then, uh, and it's a little side thing. You don't have to do it as a, as the player, but it does unlock some extra cards and increases, uh, can increase friendship levels and stuff like that. So it's a side activity you don't have to do, but I did it. So you go in there and uh, Steve Rogers is also there, uh, Captain America. And, and I'm like, okay, so it's, it's, you know, it's a book club. He's got a couple people. And then, uh, so she he i forget who recommends the book first i believe it's oh it's her she recommends the first book it's about the kree and then after the you all get together you pick a book you want to do and then afterwards you can talk to everybody before the meeting's over you talk to blade and you're like as you're like blade did you just get this book club together to talk to cap tap you know spend time with captain marvel (laughs) uh with you know carol danvers and he's like yeah i i so, you know, I asked, I, she offhandedly mentioned about reading. I, I, I said, like, hey, we should start book club. And Steve just happened to overhear us. So I had to invite him. And I figured I might as well invite you as well. Uh, <laughs> so it was so funny. And then, so she has this read this book. It's about the Cree. It's about Cree farming techniques. It's like, it's book, it's volume 32 of like this entire Cree book thing. And the whole idea is the farm's a, a metaphor for, taking over and colonizing planets and civilizations and stuff like that. And uh, so anyways, he's, he's excited about uh, the fact that she recommended this book and she's having fun. And then uh, after the meeting with her book, she goes, Hey blade, you have some, uh, you have some extra time, uh, some spare time. And he goes, yeah. He's like all excited. And he goes, okay, great. Cause I wanted to talk to you about volume 81. And he's like, Oh, and so then uh, <laughs> he thought like she just wanted to spend time together, but she just wants to talk about another book in the series. And then, of course, uh-huh. Steve Rogers hears about it again. And he's like, oh, I'd love to have or he goes, maybe we could have like a, a mini club within the club. And then but Steve overhears that and he goes, hey, I'd like to. That sounds like a good read. And he's like, oh, OK. And he's, he's like super <laughs> bummed. It was really now funny. I have to read. Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny interactions. And then uh, and then later, like Wolverine joins it and he he suggests like a comic book, which is just so goofy. Um, uh, and then what else was there? Oh, there's this like a funny bit between it's like Captain America is very much like backing the hunter and wants the hunter to do well. And the hunter seems to very, be like a very reluctant uh, leader for the group. They don't see themselves as the leader. They think it's more like caretaker or, you know, some of the other characters. And there's like a, a gulf between the midnight Suns, who is a group of heroes, like blade magic, uh, Nico and stuff like that. And then the Avengers, like there's a split, like the Avengers op don't look at them as full part of the team. Like they're just the kids. Uh, 
because Nico and Magic are, are pretty young relatively to the other characters. Uh, Ghost Rider's also there. Um, so there's like this, there's a lot of drama there you have to deal with. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, at one point you're, you rally all the troops after a lot of shit goes wrong and you're staying with Steve Rogers and you're talking about it and he goes, he goes, uh, he's like, yeah, 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 I think you'll do really well, yada, yada. And, uh, I think you were, uh, I think you were born, uh, born to be, you're meant to be a leader. And she goes, and then Hunter's like, uh, I picked a female Hunter. So, uh, she's like, uh, well, I mean, it's more in your name. Right. And he's like, he's like, yeah. Cause you know, Captain America. And he goes, yada, yada. And she goes, uh, and then Hunter's like, maybe, and Carol Danvers is there too. And she, Hunter's like, well, I don't think necessarily I'm a captain. Maybe I could be like private Hunter. And then Carol Danvers like, uh, I don't think we should go with that name. <laughs> no, no <laughs> phrasing. Yeah. No, no particular reason, but let's hold off on that. So it was like pretty funny little interaction. Um, and then like <clears throat> the game does the thing where, of course, as you, if you perform really well in missions, you get like two star, three star, as you keep doing that, the game unlocks higher difficulty tiers. You don't get them at the start, which is a little annoying. So the game was like pretty easy early on, uh, which is frustrating. Uh, but I unlocked like all the higher difficulties pretty fast, especially because I kept doing a bunch of extra side missions. Um, I wasn't like three star and everything, but like, uh, cause if mm-hmm. anybody gets downed, you automatically get one star if someone dies, gets knocked out. Uh, so anyways, I'm gone. And then I get up like to ultimate one and then ultimate two. And then I unlock ultimate three, which is the highest one. And I'm playing for a while. And I, I had a character go down in a mission and I didn't get my revive card. And I was like, where is my revive card? I don't understand. Like I'm Googling like midnight suns, revive card glitch, revive card out showing up, Reddit, colon, Reddit, you know, whatever. And I can't find any response. And then I go back and I, I forget what prompted me to do it, but I go back and I read the description for Ultimate 3. And one of them, the only thing that makes it different between 2 and 1 is that you don't you get no revive cards. I'm like, oh, it's part of the difficulty setting. It's not a glitch. I was like, I played like multiple <laughs> missions and I didn't notice it. Uh, but yeah, so I was like, I thought there was just some something going wrong. But uh, yeah, I played through like the huge chunk of the game on Ultimate 3. Yeah, it was, it was a nice challenge because the game unlocks so much new stuff that allows you to expand the combat that I felt like it was really made to be played on that higher difficulty tier. Uh, because then there's like, there's this whole item mechanic where you can take like a couple items into combat. Um, and there's characters like Dr. Strange, who, if you take Dr. Strange can, can replenish those items if you use them, uh, or at least like two of them. So you can, cause once you use them, you run out, you have to craft more of them. That requires resources and yada, yada. And, uh, I thought that was really good. And there are like, Wolf- so Wolverine becomes a great character in Ultimate 3 because he has his own self-revive because he's Wolverine. So if he gets knocked out, he can revive, but he only gets it once. Uh, you only get it once a game. There are items you can do that revive as well. So you can take those into combat if you really need it. Uh, but yeah, I, I really liked playing an Ultimate 3. Just having it. I thought the challenge was great, especially with some of the characters they introduced later that are just total pains in the ass. I'm like, I fucking hate these characters. Like there's this one character who's like, he's almost like a, you know, because they take over Venom at one point and you stop Venom. But this character feels like it's like a symbiote in the form of a human. And every time you damage it, it splits into two, but it it's HP, whatever HP was left gets halved between the two copies. And a co- but one of its attacks during the attack phase is that it could either attack a character and drain some, you know, drain that HP and whatever damage they did, or they can run into another character and clone them and make a copy of that character. And there's some big old like tanky shield characters that you fight later on that are kind of a pain in the ass, especially on ultimate two and three that they can just clone. And you're like, Oh my God. And it's like, so it becomes this balancing act. Of, okay. I'm going to do damage to this thing, but it's going to make them split. And when they split, they don't stand next to each other. One of them always runs off. That way they don't get hit in an AOE. And uh, you really have to utilize the environmental attacks and stuff like that. And it takes a lot of strategy plans. So I really like, uh the mechan mechanically what they did there and just uh to be able to actually play uh ultimate three i now i did play the final mission granted it was like 10 30 at night and i was like oh this is the last mission i want to beat it i died like three times uh just because the way they do it is i i don't want to spoil the final mission but i should have seen it coming and then they do the thing that i i didn't like uh if i had to relate it to something else it would be like Final Fantasy 7. There's a section in Final Fantasy 7 where like you you have you can't use a party configuration that you want to use because mm-hmm. of the story and it's very much like that here. And 
the first half of the fight was like really tough. And I didn't know how many times there was no indicator of when it would go to phase two. So like I downed the, the boss a couple times, but it wasn't enough. I think he had to do it like three times. So I was like, okay, I can't do this in ultimate three. So I'm just going to knock it down to like a heroic, uh, like instead of it's like whatever the heroic level is right before ultimate one. I'm like, I'm just going to knock it down here and just beat the game. Cause I just want to beat it. I'll, I'm like, I'll go back and play it on ultimate three because the second phase is way too easy. I'm like, now this is ridiculous. I'm like, why did you make the first one so difficult? But this phase two is fucking just a cakewalk. Um, and it was like, yeah, so, uh, but it was, uh, I did have a lot of fun with it. There is a new game plus, but the problem with NG plus is like your cards don't carry over, which defeats the purpose of NG plus. Um, cause I wish there was more content. I do. I'm watching someone play it right now. Uh, and yeah, it's just, uh, I'm like, man, I want more content. There's supposed to be DLC. So I'll look forward to that. Oh, that I was looking at my notes here. There is, there was a funny bit where like, uh, so there's like this, uh, discord service that, that Tony Stark has. Yeah, everybody has. So, like, people post messages. It's just colorful commentary. You don't, it's like the text messages in uh, Persona. You don't have to read them. Um, but there's this bit where, like, there's a chat group that Peter, uh, he wants to join the Midnight Suns, which is so weird that you would name your group after the prophecy. Like, I don't get that. Like, if there was a world ending prophecy called, like, you know, I don't know, the meteor destroys the Earth prophecy, you're not going to call your team, <laughs> team to stop at the meteor. Meteor destroy Earthers or whatever. Like you, it's so <laughs> weird. The pro, the Midnight Sun prophecy. Why would you call yourself the Midnight Suns? Whatever. Anyways, um, but uh, so Peter like really wants to join them because he like because they're more like his style. Like he doesn't feel like he should. He's an Avenger because he I guess he kind of has that imposter syndrome still. And it's funny because it's Yuri Yon, uh, Yuri Lowenthal from uh, Spider Man twenty seventeen, the the PlayStation one. So it was cool. It's like oh, it's it's Yuri. Like he's voicing Spider Man in this game. And like that's really cool. I forgot that. Um, but he, in one of the discord chats, uh, I think they call it Starlink is what Tony Stark's, uh, company calls it. But he, he started talking about, it, he goes, Hey guys, I found a, uh, an eight ball in the base, a ma- one of those magic eight balls in the basement. He's like, he goes, you think I should ask it if we're going to beat, uh, Lilith? And, uh, it is like, <laughs> it, he, he said, uh, and then I think magic says something like, uh, you should leave things down there alone or other. And then Peter says like, Oh, it said, uh, uh, outlook unknown or something like that and he goes yeah this thing's just a magic eight ball it's just a dumb magic eight ball what does it know and it and it, it breaks and it goes in the line and it goes dot 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 it just said everything yeah i'm gonna put this thing down <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's an actual magic eight ball and uh-huh. uh, so it was just super funny um and there's there's like i said there's some really good storylines um in some of the side content like I'm, i know i'm rambling on about midnight suns but like uh <clears throat> there's this bit where Peter Parker and Robbie Reyes, who's ghostwriter, they want to start a shop class. Um, it's just like a club to hang out and like build stuff. And it, it's kind of not important. It's kind of like the book club, like not much comes of it. You just get a couple items and you can get some cards and whatnot, but it's just interaction you do. And they, they, you know, cause uh, Robbie Reyes, instead of a motorcycle, like the old ghostwriter, he has a, a car, a muscle car is his, what he drives. And so he works on his car and, and Peter Parker works on some stuff eventually uh tony stark finds out and then he starts going in there and building stuff but robbie reyes is very apprehensive about it because he wants it to be kind of low tech and he's worried that stark's gonna come in and just make everything automated which isn't what he wants and that's what happens uh and tony stark ends up just crossing the line and bringing in too much automated tech and then it drives away peter parker and robbie reyes and then tony wants to make it up to the team so he brings everybody back together like later on and uh, <clears throat> at one point, you know, he's not sure what he did wrong before this all happens. And Robbie Reyes like yells at him and tells him about this, uh, the town he grew up in. I forget what it was called. I, oh no, I, I wrote it. I think I wrote a note. Um, I, I, did I have a, yeah, I had a note for the podcast here. Um, yeah. So Tony, he butts his way in, brings everything in. Uh, they get mad and leave. Uh, and Robbie tells a story about how like 10 years, 10 years previously, uh, his hometown had a major factory that Stark Industries purchased, but then shut down, and everyone in the town lost their jobs, and the city went to crap. And he had to work like super hard to make ends meet for his family. Uh, but Tony doesn't remember this at all, of course. So then, after shit goes down with shop class, uh, later Tony, you know, wants to make a ring, see if he's everybody together, and uh, he talks about how uh, the he had no friends growing up, 
who were into shop class type stuff like he was. So he just got really excited to be able to do that kind of stuff with people who also shared his passion for doing it. That's why he joined. Um, but he, he apologized for, you know, taking it too far. Um, and so they let Tony Stark, uh, Robbie Reyes, like tells us like, he's like CEO, Tony Stark can't come back in, but shop, you know, regular Tony Stark can, can come back in. So they let him back in. Uh, but was was crazy. It's like that's all in the cutscene. But then off cutscene, just in random dialogue, and I just stood there and listened to it. Is that Tony tells Robbie that uh, about he he says he goes he goes hey I I looked into that purchase of that plant ten years ago, and it turns out he was in a bidding uh, uh, Stark Industries was in a bidding war with Oscorp, uh, and Oscorp really wanted it, um, but they didn't want Oscorp to have it, so they outbid. Oscorp to take it, but then it turned out that the owner who owned the the factory wasn't making a profit. He was just putting all the money he was making back into it to keep the business and the people afloat. And because of that, Stark Industries needed to get it off the books. Um, so Tony, because Tony had created this fake plan, like, oh, we're gonna do this crazy bogus idea. It's like some bogus billionaire idea he talks about that doesn't have to go it's something that's supposed to take years that doesn't actually get off the work so everybody forgets about it and that's what they do um and so he he uh totally forgot about the the factory and he was sorry and he apologized for it. it was just uh it was interesting to hear like this little personal story between these characters um that wasn't in a cutscene. it was just it was kind of he's like him talking about you know hey back he's a the the tony St- i'm not the tony stark from 10 years ago and he apologized and he was sorry about it. It's like, it, it sounded like a, it was a crazy story. It's like, yeah, it's like you, you hear about stuff like, well, I don't want to say real life, but like, that's like one of the strokes mm-hmm. I always hear, like, you know, the town, they rely on the one factory and it goes out of business. But yeah, but even the bit about hearing about the owner, just knowing it wasn't going to make it, but it was keeping the people fed essentially, like keeping their livelihoods was there. It was all he was using his factory for. Um, I think there was like a movie that also had something like that where they, they, they say, Hey, you know, you're not turning the profit. And he's like, yeah, I know it's, it's, you know, for this reason, whatever. But um, yeah, so that was like a good little side story that was in there. But um, yeah, I enjoyed overall. It was, a, it was a great game. Uh, it was nice too, because I, I couldn't play too much of it sitting on the couch. Uh, so I bought a, a backbone for my phone and I was doing a lot of remote play. Cause it's like a perfect game for remote play because it's, you know, turn-based to play it mm-hmm. and i was like and i spent a lot of time doing it so that was that was nice i was like okay this is actually a a great use case of this uh device uh, i know they have like clips you can buy to where you can uh just use your dual sense and hook up bluetooth to your phone and clip it on the back and i was like i don't want to do that i just want i want something where i don't have to if i take it like on a plane or somewhere else i don't want to take a controller i just want to take the backbone because at least that can come off and easily store away and the like, controller clip things just seem really heavy to me. Like, I don't know. My phone maybe isn't that heavy, but I feel like it would just be like tiring to hold up the phone on yeah. top of the controller like it's top heavy. Yeah. The only thing I also don't like about the backbone is that you can't use a phone uh, like a, a phone case. Like, I guess you had like a super thin one that was just kind of not really meant to protect you from dropping or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have to take my case off in order to actually clip it on there, which is fine. Oh. You know, whatever. I didn't even think about that. My current phone case has a uh, a really obnoxious chain on the back of it. So, yeah, but yeah, that was fun. I used it there, uh, and then yeah, I played Far Cry Six: The Lost Between Worlds DLC. Uh, was really good. I played a little bit previously uh, after the the one episode, and then I played the whole thing. And yeah, that game was just a lot of fun. It was like they they it's like they said, "Hey, remember Outland?" That was cool. Let's uh, put that mechanic in Far Cry because there's like these red and blue enemies and you have to change your ammo type between red and blue in order to be able to kill them. Um, I, it was something down on the D-pad, which is the only downside. It's like, okay, I I wish I had the pro controller now because <laughs> then it would be a little easier. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just the the world, the art direction of that game was just so cool because I love the like Christopher Nolan Inception style levels where it's just shit floating up into space the sky and whatnot buildings doing things they shouldn't be it just it looks really cool i love the way uh the way that dlc looks um and yeah it was it definitely felt like they were trying because like i talked about before previously where like there's these different essentially maps or levels and you have to 
when you get to the end of it, there's a portal, a red or, or an orange or a blue portal, and you pick one, it takes you to another map that has the same thing, and you make your way to a, one of five main areas that has this crystal you have to collect to take back to... The, the stories, an alien spaceship crashes down uh, on Danny Reyes, and uh, she has to help the artificial intelligence that uh, is from this other planet fix her ship, um, and it's there's this whole quarantine procedure. That's why everything looks so crazy because the ship's like trying to quarantine the area. Uh, and you have to go collect these, these shattered pieces of it to, to put it back together. So once you get one, you don't have to go back to that same area. You're already done, but you can take the same pass to get to different locations, essentially. So if there's like certain um, zones you like, because as you keep playing, you unlock new shortcut opportunities like first you get a key and that key can unlock doors that either give you better weapons or little shortcuts then you get c4 which blows up these crystal paths to have another shortcut and you get a um there's another one you get i forget what it was and then you also get a uh grappling hook so you can take other shortcuts so it's like because there's some of these places you're constantly revisiting because they lead to the same you know path branch off to other areas that lead to the crystals you need to collect. So you might go to them multiple times. So it's like, but now every time you go back to them, you don't have to take the same long path to get through, but each one has a different gimmick. Like there's one where all the red enemies are invisible. You could still hear them and you could see their footsteps. And then once they get within range, then they become uninvisible, but you could, so you could still shoot them uh, if you see them or you hear them and you can pinpoint where they're at and kill them before they get to you. Uh, and the blue enemies aren't. Or there's one where uh, there's a lot of underwater traversal. It's like that one I didn't like as much, and I only had to do that a couple times. There's one where like the sun is slowly setting, and if it sets, you die. So you have to kill enemies to make the sun rise back up. So it's like a race to get through the level, but also make sure you're doing the combat to make sure the sun stays in the sky. Uh, there's one where like you have to travel down this hillside um, while this like crazy thing is destroying the map top down so like it's chasing you essentially like the map's being destroyed and you have to outrace it um meanwhile there's you know enemies in the way and yada yada uh there's one where it's like it's got these lighthouses that shoot uh beams of light into these crystals that generate paths and there's like sections where oh the lighthouse is actually the lights going in circles and when it hits the crystal it create a bridge and you have to go across quickly before the bridge goes away and there's all these different like puzzle mechanics around that and there's all these little cool things they do some work better than others um but it's like they're just trying different stuff um and i thought it was really interesting that the whole outland thing i thought was kind of cool because i remember that game from ps3 was a lot of fun uh i'm like man you could make a full first person shooter using that mechanic it'd be totally fine but yeah it was a i like the dlc it was a lot of fun like said, beautiful visuals in a lot of those levels too there was this one i went on uh, a crystal level where like it's all it's super dark and there's only a little bit of light and there's music and you have to follow that to lead you where you're going but it also has like these uh crystal leopards who are stalking you in some sections but you could see their glowing eyes uh just barely and it's like oh I, i'm gonna shoot that direction so they don't hit me <laughs> uh, and then i fell down a pool of water and there was a crystal shark in there i was like oh damn i was like get out of here but it's that that section's pretty fun but yeah it was a everything's lot I'm in danger all the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a great piece of DLC. I'd definitely say check it out if people played Far Cry 6. Um, I know a lot of the Far Cry games are, I think Far Cry 5 is even part of PlayStation Plus now. And I saw that Back for Blood is going to be part of PlayStation Plus later this month. I think it's part of Extra, maybe. Not uh, not just part of the regular Plus. So I'll probably end up playing it at some point, too. And then I have a lot of other games I, I ended up buying because there was a bunch of sales. I bought like Plague Tale Requiem. I got to play that at some point. But if, you know, Forspoken's coming out right around the corner, I'll probably end up playing that. Mm -hmm. But uh, and yeah, it was funny. A while ago, I was playing, when I was playing Oni, I forget what I did, but I must have activated uh, the Shadow Play record feature. Because then, like, later I was doing something, and then I looked, and I had, like, this seven-hour-long Shadow Play recording oh, of right, me playing right. Oni. I was like, when did I do this? <laughs> I was like, all right. Oops, so I my hard drive. It's like my bad. Deleted that, but I was like, "Oopsie Daisy." Um, but yeah, it's a uh, good time. So like I said, I haven't played a ton, but I have at least been playing uh, 
a good amount. Like I said, the, the Midnight Suns was probably the easiest because I could do it on Rumble Play. So it's easy to be in the hallway with the kid while he plays around and whatnot or watching him because it's just just holding my hands. I don't have the I'm not gonna go sit on the couch or what have you. But but yeah. Uh I'll yeah, I'll be curious to see if the backbone you know, I I only used it while I was at home, so I was using a Wi-Fi. I don't know if I I think I'll have to turn on the option to be able to actually use it over the internet and connect my PlayStation. I'm sure the the lag will be even more. I think I tried playing did I try playing Minecraft? Like I tried to play some other stuff on it just to see how it performed. Um like I tried Far Cry six, I'm like, no no no, the, the latency on here is I can't do it. Hmm. Uh, it's a little too much for Far Cry. Um and then I, I thought about trying like, oh, maybe I'll run around the firing range in Apex Legends and see how it works there. But that's also a multiplayer game, so that you know wouldn't work even if it if it did play well. Too much latency in there. I'm probably just gonna get killed super fast. Um But yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of stuff gotta play, a lot of stuff coming out. Man, this is gonna be a, a busy year if everything actually hits. Mm-hmm. If everything yeah. actually comes out when it says it's gonna come out. Yeah. A lot of big games. Especially for, you know, like I said, Microsoft, they'll have Starfield. There's going to be, we'll have Spider-Man for Sony, <clears throat> the Horizon DLC. Then you'll have Zelda for Nintendo if it comes out. Yeah, it's going to be, everybody will have their own big game. I'm really curious how Starfield's going to turn out. I'm I'm curious if it's just going to be the Fallout 4 thing where it's like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's essentially just Fallout 3.5. Like, there's nothing unique like it's it's fun it's still a fun game but it's not like crazy like if it's gonna be like oh yeah starfield it's just like yeah it's fallout in space right like it's got to be more than that it's a bethesda (laughs) game but in space they they called it skyrim in space i'm like you gotta be a little more than that because like (laughs) skyrim was good but it it wasn't like like i played it but it wasn't like you know all crazy like oh it's the best (laughs) at least i didn't feel that way but uh, if this is your magnum opus um yeah yeah well well We'll see how that goes. Like I said, they got their showcase coming up. But uh, all right, well, I guess going on there. Uh, like I said, not much. Oh, I kind of rambled on about Midnight Suns for a long time. I just I had a whole month of <laughs> content saved up instead of I know, right? spreading it out over each each episode. Be like, oh, here's a funny little thing. Here's what I was like. No, here's just lords up for Midnight Suns. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's good times. All right, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap it up there. So thank you for all for tuning in. Thank you, Zaya, for joining while you were sick. Yeah. <laughs> and I will... hope I was audible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You were, you were you were totally fine. Like, at the beginning, I was like, okay, I can see what you mean. But yeah, over as you kept going, I, I think your excitement to talk about something would would overpower the, the, the sickness, I guess. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. So we will... Uh, I totally like I'm, I I lost myself in the in the outro. <laughs> I was like, I thank everybody. Uh, everything's off. Everything's good. I thanked everyone though. So yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you all next time.